0: Gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a proper job. Gotta get a job, gotta get a job,
1: gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta get a proper job. Gotta get a job, gotta get a job,
0: gotta get a job, gotta get a job, gotta gotta get a proper job. I've got one. Hello, I'm Ollie Double. I'm a lecturer at the University of Kent, and this is a little thing that I like to call the Proper Job Gradcast in which we explore how a degree in drama can lead to all kinds of exciting careers in the arts. This will be interesting to you if you are thinking of studying drama at Kent, or you're currently studying drama at Kent and are starting to think about, oh gosh, what happens after I graduate? Or you just enjoy sampling, scintillating repartee. In each episode, I interview a Kent drama graduate working in the arts. This time I'm talking to Gershom de Koning, who is currently Head of Performing Arts at the International Community School in Bangkok. Gershom has plenty to say in this episode, and I'd say it'll be of particular interest, A, if you did an MA at Kent, because that was Gershom's degree. He did an MA rather than the BA Honours degree. And B, if you're interested in working abroad, because Gershom is by background and and currently somebody who has an international existence, who's, who's worked in different countries. So those two things, MA and also international, if, you, if those are the perspectives you're particularly interested in, then this episode will be particularly interesting to you. But I would say there's lots in it for, for anybody who's interested in careers of the arts. So listen in, because I'm just about to talk to Gershom. So, uh, my name is Gershon De Koning. I
1: graduated in 2014. I'm going uh, it's, to, it's a little fuzzy in the memory. I'm pretty sure it's 2014. Uh, and then I am now working in Bangkok, Thailand as a drama and theater teacher. Well, actually, head of drama and theater this year now, officially at an international school. So, that's who I am. And that's when I graduated
0: that is great because you've already you've already actually started to answer question two already which is perfect but i just wanted to double click on graduation because you actually did an ma rather than an undergrad with us
1: correct yes
0: so, so you were with us for a year so th- this is going to be potentially of particular relevance to our current uh postgrad master students
1: yes Yep.
0: Yeah. okay now i want to double click on this job because it sounds fantastic so you're in thailand and you are the Head of department at an yes. international school. Yes. So our we don't we don't have elementary
1: drama teachers. So I'm not in charge of any elementary drama teachers. That that's something I'm hoping to remedy. Basically, it's a me in the high school teaching, and then there's two other performing arts teachers. There's band and strings, uh, and there is elementary music as well. So they kind of their own department, and then I click in with them quite a bit but not necessarily as their head, just as their colleague. And then uh, me and the technical director of the theater, because we have a 600-seater, almost state-of-the-art, I would say, theater. There's a couple things I still need to fix, but we're getting go there. And we run that theater building pretty much with the two of us. So uh, we alternate between who's officially the head in that moment. If it's something safety related, I bow to him. If it's something creative related and uh, curriculum related, then he, he nods to me. So yeah, so we divide that between the two of us. I wasn't officially head before this year because oh, this is now my fifth year at this place. So they wanted to get me in and to see what I could do first, of course, a couple years. So they were just like, oh, your title's just theater teacher, theater arts teacher and technical theater. So what I teach, so I teach both the technical side, backstage classes, as well as the the acting and drama side. So, um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. And then after quite a while, they were like, wow, you're really uh, quite the energy bunny. You keep, you keep, you keep using budget and and improving things, but we like it. We like it. Uh, They're a very supportive administration here. So uh, and then, then then I said oh well can I can we make it official then <laughs> because i'm doing the work of ahead actually. And they said, of course yeah no that's that you're absolutely right, we should we should do that, so then we made it official, I think it was this yeah it was last year It was kind of like unofficial and this year they officially put it on the website uh, as well so.
0: So a couple of things to pick up there. First of all, the, the title of this episode will be your name. But if, if I was giving abstract titles, it would be quite the energy bunny. That would be the title of the episode. <laughs> second thing Second thing is, yeah, you've, you've kind of answered this already. What's your current job and what kind of things does it entail? But I mean, the, the, the thing about the size of the theatre is amazing because mm. the Gorbenkian on campus is sort of 340 seats, something like that. So you're almost That's twice right. as big as that. You yeah know. and
1: i i worked at the gold the whole time i was i was well i was in and around ken right so I, I did my degree the second year i was because my wife started first and i it was the recession so i just came and i was like let's hope i find a job uh, you know true millennial just just weeping <laughs> i had my degree in in uh, arts and culture education which is a dutch degree which was very relatively unknown outside of the Netherlands, but it's basically like I, I specialize in theater, but it's it's more like creating artistic events for communities, whether that's people in jail, uh, schools, uh, you know, all that, all the applied theater kind of groups that you'd work with. So, and then I'd done applied theater there as a sort of specialization, but because it didn't say that, it said it in my course modules, but it didn't say it on the front of the degree. The first jobs I applied for in England, they were like, well, you don't even have a drama degree. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like well I wanted to get a master's anyway so I had to, to to spend some time and the first application I did I think I was finishing my thesis for the bachelor so I knew it was a terrible application so I was like I'm going to reapply next year with a good application this time and that time it went way better because <laughs> I actually had the time to sit down and do it properly and that's when I did the 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 thing at Kent yeah so yeah the, working at the Gulbenkian that which does wonderful events and all, of all sizes as well. Sometimes you go outside, right, for Boeing Festival. And then there's the big Coiler Ferguson Hall, which I remember uh, it was finished during the time I was there. So uh, I worked on that a lot, like events there. But yeah, now it, it, it felt kind of surreal actually when I first started the job here four years ago, because I'd come from doing tons of other things in Singapore where I lived before this. And that was, you know, in schools, outside of schools, Tiny venues, bigger venues. One was at Marina Bay Sands, which is a very, very famous, uh, huge performance space uh, in Singapore. So my company had done stuff with that, but also like you know, I had one thing where it was a Shakespeare, a Singaporean version of Shakespeare, so Shakespeare in Singlish, and then I had to I performed. Could I
0: like double three- click on Singlish?
1: Yes. So, so yes, yeah, Sing- my wife is Singaporean. And so Singlish is basically a, a dialect of English, sort of, but it, it's interspersed with Malay, ta- uh, bits of Tamil here and there, uh, Hokkien, quite a lot of Chinese in there. And so um, I had to... I'd make they basically the assignment from my boss is okay. Make something cool for the stamp museum. They're doing a Shakespeare stamp thing, and they want a Shakespearean performer. And I can't do it. I'm too busy. So I'm sending you and and the wife out. So we we just got together and we were like, ah, uh, all right, let's just do Singlish Shakespeare. So we basically did a, the scene, the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet, but we added a bunch of well, we made, we modernized quite a bit the speech because Singaporeans. Uh, some of them are well-versed in Shakespeare, but by and large, right, even in England, the general public isn't. So we had a couple who were like, that was not what it says. But we basically, we used lines from Shakespeare and then we we singlishified all of it. And uh, it was quite a hit. But there was one night, because there's a festival of four days, and one of the nights, I, we did four or five runs per day. And one of those runs, there were three little kids, and that is it. <laughs> So I performed my heart out for them. The whole performance changed. I improvised most of it uh, for that night. So yeah, going from from those kind of mixed odd jobs and very ad hoc there. And in England, I've done similar stuff, like working many jobs at the same time, different things. To then, they're like, oh yeah, okay, okay. You're gonna have to direct the school show. And uh, oh, by the way, we already bought the rights because the previous teacher bought the rights and it's high school musical. And I was like,
0: oh,
1: I, I died inside, um, but we did it. We did it. And the students did a wonderful job. It, they, they <laughs> even I told them, I said, the script writing is terrible. I'm so sorry for, for all of you, uh, but we're going to make this fun. So we did. And then after that, I decided to hit them hard with Lord of the Flies, just to counterbalance the cheesiness of, <laughs> so we run all those shows in the 600 seater theater. And then we also do, and that's, I guess a lot of Ken influence, particularly Jane, um, promenade performances. We do those almost every other year. We do a walk around. So the building was very strangely designed and has tons of tiny rooms and hallways. So we have the audience walking through these performances. So last year we did Macbeth, abridged version because it's very long, and uh, but a fully in Shakespearean, which is fantastic uh, with a lot of second language English speakers as well, which again, amazing to see like how it elevates their language abilities. And uh, we did that promenade. And so, and the whole set was surrealist. So the audience was very confused. Like, where are we in this building? The hallways are already so small and now you added eyes on them and we don't know which directions up or down. It was great. So, um, so yeah, we run a mix of that stuff and it's very surreal to come from the ad hoc shows to like, oh, you're the boss now, have fun with that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> so so what I, a few things to pick out from that. I mean, first of all, I just say for the benefit of people listening to this, that I've been having to suppress laughter through a lot of what you've been saying because it's very funny. Um, but but also, yeah, I, I love the, the swerve from uh, High School Musical into Lord of the Flies. Young people sing together, young people kill each other. You know, that's the kind of thematic leap but a bit but the next thing i was going to say was i mean one of my questions well my next question was going to be how did you get from graduating at kent to where you are now but you've kind of answered that and it's really Mm. from from finding all these different almost ad hoc projects exciting but all over the place to finding somewhere where there's sort of more responsibility but i guess as well greater facilities and greater stability as well
1: yeah definitely For, for so before i left singapore well, well, before we left for Singapore, the question was, will we continue studying in, in maybe Glasgow, Edinburgh, or something like that? I, I wasn't particularly needing that, but I was thinking of getting maybe a G, GCS, uh, yeah, teaching degree. Yeah, I forget what it's called PGCE. Now. PGCE, there we go. Uh, and, and, and I wasn't sure because my bachelor had included education in it. And I had all my experience in education, like all of it. So Uh, besides working at the Galbenkian cafe, which was, but even there, I was involved in the youth theater again, education. So, so we were like, let's just take a leap of faith because we knew that Asia, especially right. We're coming off the end of the recession there and things are opening up, but England was behind and Netherlands as well, where I'm from originally was behind. So it was like, okay, Singapore's hiring people and they're hiring people in theater more. Uh, So we just started applying there Uh, that leap was good because then we ended up getting our first yeah you could say more stable one one workplace but with lots of different types of work there and then from there I was actually going to open up my own company and do freelance which is the typical hustle of a lot of uh, creatives and I'd actually opened up everything for the company except clicked submit to pay the 300 dollars to to register because I would have to hire myself right as a, as a foreigner, I, I, I'm i married to Singaporean, but you still have to earn and get a visa at first. And so I was, I and then while I was on the website, it aired and then I was like, I'm too tired. I'll do it tomorrow, it's no rush. And the next day I got headhunted by the headmaster of this school being like, cause he knew me from when I was very young, right? But it was like, cause I went there when I was a little kid and he knew that I was doing theatery stuff and then their teacher had to leave. And then he was like, oh, look, even just one year, would you would you consider it? And I was like, ah okay because we had a little one on the way so i was like okay let's talk let's see uh and i wanted to make sure that i could do shows like lord of the flies because when i was there as a kid that wouldn't have been done it was quite a conservative you know let's not do shows that rock the boat and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna rock your boat and i'm gonna rock it multiple times because that's what drama is all about it's it's a it's a man in a mess you know you don't you don't want to so, and then when he confirmed, like, yeah, oh no, our culture's changed quite a bit. And then I was like, okay. So I, and it's,
0: it, he was right. The, they allowed me to do Lord of the Flies. Uh, quite bloody as well. <laughs> well what what so. I like though, what's really interesting about hearing you talk is how, and this is kind of maybe slightly different from other people I've interviewed for this, which is your, um, how can I put it, sort of not cool detachment exactly, but you seem to be able to, have a confident view of we will make this work yeah um because that that little detail about we had our first child on the way that's for a lot of people that would be oh my gosh i've got to go get an office job now but that wasn't your (laughs) instinct at the time
1: no no i i i feel like a part of that is probably due to the international upbringing uh right but but the second part is is both my degree in the Netherlands and at Kent stressed the idea of you're no one's going to give it to you no one's going to give you a job especially not in the arts like you you better find you better create the opportunity and if there's no opportunity you you make up your own thing and and yeah you work that second job in the cafe for a while which which I did as well uh till you create that opportunity and and what I've noticed all, all the alumni I, I I worked with, because I also did the, for my MA, I did a training program in in improv to like, as my thesis, and all those guys that I worked with, a bunch of them, the ones that are in the field are the ones that are taking the most risks and took those improv lessons of yes, and, well, this opportunity comes, I don't know what I'm doing, yes, and I'll do it anyway, you know, and that having that, I've had that improv mentality for for quite a long time, ever since reading Keith Johnston's book, I was like, I need to start doing this in, in my life.
0: So that's and, Keith um, Johnson's book, Impro.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fantastic book. Read it. If you're if you if you're just reading it last minute, students, don't read it last minute, read the whole thing properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's,
0: I'd really recommend it. It's something I first read years and years ago when I was an undergraduate. And it's, the thing about it is it's, it is about improv, but it's also about, it's also about life and how art fits into exactly. life. Exactly, yep. You know, it's quite, it's quite a sort of positive, Idea of how we can behave, I suppose, with each other.
1: Yeah, and Is I think like I mean. a lot of, a lot of people are bound by location, which and I think that sense I'm lucky that because I grew up internationally, I, I haven't felt like I have to live in the Netherlands or I have to live in Europe, even. But I also think people don't realize like you don't have to live. Uh, I mean, you probably will end up wanting to live as an expat forever, but you don't have to. I know quite a few people who do it for three, four years and then move back to the UK, and th- and that's fine, fine for them and fine for, you know, I think that's completely acceptable, because then you're just gaining international experience, but if there's, you know, jobs in China that are hiring a drama teacher, sure, it's a it's a unknown situation, but you're still teaching your craft, and yeah, you, you sometimes have actually that even, there are definitely going to be challenges, and it depends on the company you work for, but there, there are sometimes opportunities there that are just amazing, just from having the international work experience. Like when you come back to the UK, they'll say, oh, you worked in China? Well, actually we're a boarding school with lots of Chinese students, you know what I mean? Like, and then you get little doors opened by accident, almost. Like you didn't realize that was gonna happen and then it does.
0: And, and just to be clear, but you teach in English, is that
1: right? I teach in, in English, yes. So the um, curriculum is American curriculum. Uh, which is fantastic because they're so much more practical, the Americans. Uh, I, and they, they give me, well, my students give me grief. They're like, it's drama. Why are you saying so many essays? I'm like, it's British drama. <laughs> 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 and, and I said, don't even get me started on, on Dutch people. We reflect on every experience we have. <laughs> and they're like, okay, stop. Uh, but the great thing about, yeah, draw, the American system is it's, it's, it's highly focused on the practical. So that's why they have the workshop in a high school, right? The many international, not all international schools do that, like the IB ones and all that, they tend to focus on the, on the studying of, right? So you learn how to criticize Faust, but you don't learn how to write Faust. Uh, whereas our school has, a, um, we have many very academic courses, of course, like AP Chemistry, AP Lit, whatever. But when it comes to the fine arts, it's very heavily focused on, can you get them to perform X, Y, Z? While studying Stanislavski, you know what I mean, like, and I really, I really appreciate the American system for that, having that flexibility. I think it's their culture partially.
0: Yes. So, so now you've been expert at anticipating the next question and sort of basically answering it. (laughs) Maybe I'm just waffling. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. What I was going to say was, uh, what what, you've already started answering this because you've talked about doing improv while you were at Kent, and you've talked about um, various things you took from your MA at Kent but what did what was it about studying for an MA in drama at kent that that if it, if there's anything is there anything else that you use you know in your job and that that helps you to get where you are now
1: definitely for me uh the two top things would be in applied theater when i did it actually know the whole ma no yeah not just the applied projects it was it was every time i did a project yeah that's I'm just trying to recall if there's any project I did. Okay, an essay project, no, because then you're writing essays. Uh, but anytime it was a practice practice thing where you go into a community or you whatever. I spent so much time in the workshop with, I think it was, his name was Sam. back. Sam, yeah. Sam, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if he's still there, but he is. Just, just goldmine of information of how to do things easier, whatever. So now I teach technical theater. I'm teaching these kids to build set that's the definitely something in my degree in the netherlands sure we did some fine art building things here and there but it ne- never it was more on the performance facilitation side of things uh not as much in the in the workshop and i was always handy because my 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 dad you know we built chicken coops that kind of stuff but he sam gave a lot of and because of the projects i had to right there was not a choice like oh, you can't go without props. That's just all I was told. Sean Stevenson, you're not going to go in without props. I was like, oh, we can't do minimalist. She's like, why would you do minimalist, right? (laughs) Challenged, you know, like, why are you trying to take the easy way? You should do it harder. So, um, or one time, I think Jane said to me, she said to me, if you're going to do this, you better make sure those students look the best. they ever have and she's trying to drill home to the point because we were in our group was feeling a little tired i guess and she was trying to say no you need to make this the highest quality possible so definitely the workshop and secondly i would say tailoring performances for specific audiences would be another big one i i did do a little bit of that in the netherlands i did some work in a jail for a while and i did some work at different community centers but uh in kent i did with saint nicholas school so specifically for children with profound and multiple learning disabilities it was very world-shaking to to be in that situation very very foreign to me so that's definitely one being put in those challenges and then we also did like a project with a school i forget which school it was it was outside of canterbury But it was a school where these kids were not allowed to be on performance. So we had to find creative ways to film them with masks or whatever, have them perform and give their bit. That was, it ended up being in the Wise Words Festival. And there was this one kid who was in a mask, but they came to watch their their thing with their caretaker. I think it was their aunt or something. And they, they said, look, that's me. And I remember, when they said that, because during the process, I was a bit like, how is this going to work? Is this even going to be, have the same effect on these kids as you know traditional drama show or whatever? And him being so proud of that little tidbit was like, oh, so you can actually tailor a whole experience for people and make it very unique in that sense. And similarly, right now, some of the people in our community are a little bit more hesitant about you know things like Macbeth or the Lord of the Flies. And so we use a lot of educational tools in the foyer when they walk in. Like this is what Shakespeare is about. This is the things that are. You have to spell it out for them a little bit. These types of people, and it's because they're afraid of, I guess, the darker side of humanity. Which it's fine. It's just cultural, you know. Um, and we have such a mix of cultures. So we have the Americans, the Thais, the Koreans, and you get in within that. There's a spectrum of you know, are they very artsy fartsy? Are they not? <laughs> you know, so we we kind of spell a lot of things out for them. But being able to facilitate. audience is learning as well as the students is definitely something at kent that i started to think about more like okay it's not just about your students you teach it's about their parents it's about their grandparents how are you impacting the community so when i first did that lord of the flies this is after high school musical and i was the the new drama teacher right (laughs) it was like i was teaching the dark arts at hawkwards or something (laughs) and there was this whole the whole community was like is this okay are we exposing our children to violence for no reason And it's created a whole discussion. And then I just, it was on Facebook and I just popped in and I said, what you're discussing is exactly what my intention was for you to talk about what you should expose your kids to. Should you guide them? Should you talk with your children about what they're watching on TV and seeing online? Did you know that they're watching this online even without you knowing? And then they're like, oh, (laughs) Uh, and that I think is definitely something at Kent that I learned to like go a little further than the obvious answer, you know, going a little deeper to, What's behind this or who's behind this? Who do I need to, who are the stakeholders that I need to get involved and get on my side? Sort of.
0: That's fantastic. I only have one more question. And that yep. that, that is, as I say, in every episode, the reason this is called the proper job grad cast is because even drama students joke amongst themselves that they're never going to get a proper job but it's factually incorrect yes yeah, uh, correct yeah you know so so my question to you is what would you say to people who say that a drama degree won't lead to a proper job
1: i think it's a a self fulfilling prophecy if you if you truly believe it and i think that's one of the reasons why many drama people get stuck in these things so as i mentioned i also do composition just at night you know for fun and it's very similar there Uh i think that a lot of arts people they are viewing and this is changing thankfully a lot in the acting industry especially with recent people coming out since the me too movement there's people coming out and saying oh this person's hard to work with or mean or whatever yeah and it's because it used to be this competitive thing it was i want to be better than you i want to be better than you and slowly i think a lot of people in the arts are realizing actually there's enough pieces of the pie for everyone to share I think when people, younger students realize that, that they should focus on collaboration rather than competition, that's when they'll start meeting the people they actually wanna work with. <laughs> uh, and for me, definitely that was a huge thing. When you're struggling to find the job, I get that it doesn't feel intuitive. You, you think I need, just need to get that job. But when you start thinking, no, I'm gonna collaborate with this person first. And yeah, maybe it is something. I always say work while you're in college. If you're not doing that already, just, just get as much experience as possible. I did that all four years of my bachelor and I was working three jobs while doing the, the Kent degree uh, simultaneously. I don't, it was stressful, no doubt, but it, I don't regret it all because when I graduated, people, oh, you've done this, 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 this. And then I started focusing on more and more collaboration. So, hi, how can I help you do this? And then later, maybe you can help me. And then- Then you start to meet really cool people and you start to actually meet the people who are in the industry and they're like, oh, he's a nice guy or she's a nice girl, whatever, right? They're cool, I like them. Then you start to get the jobs that pay. Whereas if you're constantly competing, and I get it that acting is a very competitive industry, no doubt, if you're going for acting only, maybe diversify your skill set slightly. It's not nice to be a one trick pony. And also you should have just gone to like acting school if you just wanted to be an actor. Drama degrees are all about being a a multi-tool, like a Swiss army knife. You should be able to plug in and do some sound and then do some this and then do some that. I'm currently a writer for NFTs, which is online, uh, essentially an art stock market. So I'm now I got hired in to be a writer for them. Didn't expect that. It's because I was nice to somebody else who was nice to somebody else. And then they were like, hey, can you write things? And I was like, technically I don't write for this style but I've written drama stuff. I've written scripts. So I was like, yeah, I can write. And they're like, great. And then there you go. Another small source of revenue. It's not very big, but it's, it's It's growing. And that's the thing. I think when you join projects that are growing, you help each other. And when you all help each other, you end up, when you all lift each other up, you end up making money. And then eventually, yeah, you do get that stable job that you, that you actually love and enjoy. And I think that's a key thing to remember.
0: Wow, there was a lot there, wasn't there? Imagine that. Imagine being in charge of a 600-seat theatre. That's an amazing thing. Yeah, I mean, so many things that Gershom said that I think are interesting, from adapting Shakespeare for Singlish, that interesting sort of dialect language, to moving from high school musical to Lord of the Flies, to being, in his own words, quite the energy bunny. Hopefully you found... Some interesting things there. I think for me, the the most sort of useful takeaway is that I, I refer to it as not exactly cool detachment, but that thing of him needing a job, being uh, an expectant father, and being approached by a school where he had once studied to do this great job, and still going. Well, let's see. I'll, I'll go talk to them and see see what it's like. Let's see if it fits me. In other words, not going. I have to do this. I must do this. I must grab this opportunity with both hands. But actually, going, well, okay, I, I, yes, grab it with both hands if it's the right opportunity, but let's just wait and see. And if not, then maybe there's something else. I think that sense of not being forced to choose something, but instead choosing what you want to do next, I think that's very interesting. Right, that's all from me. Uh, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you next time for the next episode of the Proper Job Gradcast. Gotcha, gotcha, get to proper job.